hello, hello, and welcome to the Prickly Pens podcast. We are on episode 89. We are three friends, three writers, sharing not only our writing journeys, but a window into our conversations around the art of storytelling in the various formats like books, films, and video games, and also selective topics that make us ponder or generally piss us off. Let's start with introductions. Hi, I'm Gabby. Hi, I'm Julia. And I'm Michelle. Welcome, Prickly to Prickly Pen's podcast. Take it away, Take Gabby. Take it away, Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we're talking about um, Hank Green's "An Absolutely Remarkable Thing," and it is book one of a duology. Um, it's science fiction genre, uh, and I realize we haven't done much science fiction on the podcast. Um, a lot of fantasy, a lot of romance, a lot of horror. So I was like, ooh, a little, need also a little sci-fi. Um, and I wanted to talk about this book because I, well, I love Hank Green. Um, he is a, he is like a science communicator, educator, YouTuber, philanthropist, writer, and also his brother, John Green, is also the same the same thing. <laughs> he does the same thing. Um, John Green wrote uh, A Fault in Our Stars. Oh. And, yeah, that was him. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Looking for Alaska, Paper Towns, which is all the stuff I read <laughs> when I was a teenager. <laughs> um, but I hadn't read any of Hank Green's stories. So uh, so I was like, ooh, I, I definitely want to... Uh, definitely want to read that because, like I said, I love love Hank Green. I've been watching his stuff since I think 2010, 2011, something like that. I was in high school when I first started watching um, Hank and John Green um, on their YouTube channel called Vlog Brothers. But they have a bunch of other Do YouTube channels really? kind of connected. Yeah, that's pretty cool <laughs> that they are able to. Yeah. Get along yeah, enough to yeah they um they've uh, made they're kind of like YouTube veterans by this point I would say yeah if you started in 2010 then, yeah, yeah it's like got, everyone right yeah if you've been on YouTube since 2010 yeah you know who the vlog brothers are right. <laughs> even if you never watched a video you know who they are um but they have a bunch of other channels that are around education. Uh, like Crash Course and SciShow, The Art Assignment. Um, Hank also does one of his channels is tied to PBS Kids in PBS. So oh, there's really? a lot of nature and science sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. Cool. So, and Crash Course is more just like general educational stuff. And now they have something that is recently that is um, tied to college level education where you can get credits. So for 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 a discounted thing and this is america people <laughs> talking about paying for education yeah this is america but but yeah um and uh they have a, a bunch of charities uh and so yeah i wanted to talk about it because i like i said i absolutely love hank and john green but i want to talk about hank because i i uh didn't get to his his fiction stories until recently um and kind of, uh, like, I realized, too, as I've, I think I was telling my mom this, as I've, like, grown up, it's, like, 
the different channels that they have created. I've consumed them at a different rate. So originally it was Vlogbrothers because that was the only thing. Right. But then it's like they had a gaming channel I started to watch as I got older and got more, even even more into video games because I always right. love video games. But got more into it. I watched that. And then <laughs> I ended up watching a lot of their school stuff, hmm. educational stuff, because I just love a good educational video, even though I did not need it anymore <laughs> because it was like world history. And I was like, oh, well, I know world well, history. Well, learning but because you want to learn is just so different. Yeah. So good for you. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like I started watching the science channel, SciShow, and then with a little bit of PBS because I love PBS. And then it's like back to Vlogbrothers. So it's like as I've, <laughs> it's like as I've gotten older and my my um, focuses have changed, I've kind of um, uh, <laughs> hopped from channels to channel and then back to Vlogbrothers. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. Anyway, um, like I said, I want to talk about. Hank Green's book. It's a duology. I don't know if I mentioned that, but it's a duology. This is book one called An Absolutely Remarkable Thing. Um, and it, I don't want to give it the plot <laughs> because it's definitely one of those type of books where um, it's, it's the, the main character is the narrator. She is telling the story of what happened to her, basically. And she is a young 30-something-year-old woman who is a, um, like, a graphic designer. Oh. And she, one day, this is the very beginning of the book because I don't want to spoil what happens towards the end. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, she, she, one day she passes, she lives in New York. So one day she passes, for leaving from work, she passes the statue. It wasn't there before. It wasn't. It wasn't in New York <laughs> oh, before. <geez. laughs> and so it's, it looks like an art piece. So she's just like, oh, that's a really cool art piece. I want to do a thing about it. So she gets her friend, her and her friend, they do a YouTube video about it. Oh. Like a com slightly comedic YouTube, but also praising the art piece. Oh, amazing. And it goes viral because it turns out that there's not the same statues all over the world. What? Every major city has the statue in it. <laughs> and and so it's kind of the mystery is yeah, I guess it was a sci-fi with a little sprinkle of mystery, but it is about like what are these statues? Um and what do they do, what they're for, and who created them? That's kind of the, right. <laughs> the the focus of of the thing. I do not want to spoil what happens because right. I know what happens. <laughs> so it's like know. I don't want to, I don't I don't want to say what what happens and what is what. But like I already mentioned, it's like already like science fiction. It's science fiction, right. so, so. <laughs> that already hints at some stuff. Yeah, <laughs> um, some stuff goes down. But um, but I love the writing. Um, it <laughs> it's funny enough. It reminds me of Hank in his YouTube videos. Um, like that kind of humor, the way he speaks. The way he speaks. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I enjoyed a lot uh, the – it reminds me of um, – I was telling you, it reminds me a little bit of Arrival, if you know that film. Yes. Uh, Is with, that the um, one uh, with Amy Adams? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes, where there, she's trying yeah. to communicate with – Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, those aliens, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. It reminds me of that. It reminds me a little of Arrival, a little bit of um, Nope by Jordan Peele. Oh, that was freaky. Uh, 
Yeah, and a and little good. of like uh, <laughs> <laughs> the day the Earth stood still. Um, oh. It's more classic sci-fi, but yeah, it kind of has those sprinkled. In. It's not a scary story. It's not a scary okay, story. Okay, well, all right. Yeah, it's not scary. <laughs> but it's the vibe lighter in tone. Is like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's lighter in tone than any of those stories, but it's definitely. Um, has the themes mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. remind me a lot of what's in this story and the kind of the themes in this this one are very much um almost like the title says it uh an absolutely remarkable thing uh kind of people's speculation on what the statues are people's fear how they make something that is mundane extraordinary or they hype it up basically and how they take something that you should be amazed by and just minimize it how we do in real life (laughs) like how that happens and you kind of see that theme especially and i feel like nope which i absolutely love (laughs) but you have that where uh it's the kind of themes of making something a spectacle like you're like uh which i think is said throughout the film right um a what's it called a bad miracle Mm-hmm. Yeah, like something's a bad miracle where it's like something bad happens, but it's made into speculative spec, um, spectacle enough mm-hmm. that you turn into something positive, despite the fact that it's something negative. bad came out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's a negative thing, <laughs> or you misinterpret it thinking it's a positive thing, um, which is happens at the beginning of the film. Um, not spoiling because this is the very beginning of the film where um, it's kind of based off a real thing that happened in, in Hollywood, but this is like a show that had a chimp, a oh, chimpanzee. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the chimpanzee goes, goes crazy. I don't know what happens. Um, he's an ant, it's an animal, um, uh, attacks a bunch of people, I think kills a couple of them. And then the, one of the characters in the story, he's a kid at the time. He, he hides under a table but the only thing, the only reason why the monkey didn't kill him is because there was something in the in the eye, in the way of the face of the the kid and the monkey, um, which is something that you see in a lot of, especially I think apes is a thing when you if you make con- eye contact with apes, they don't like that. Despite the fact that we do it all the time at zoos, right? They really don't like oh. eye contact. They don't like smiling. Like it's like don't show your teeth, right? It's like a challenge. Yeah, they see it as a challenge. I never got that part of it. I'm like, that. why is he not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the, yeah, the boy, the, the main character, no main character, the character doesn't realize that. So he interprets it as, oh, we had a connection. Meanwhile, it's just because it's just the, <laughs> you didn't luck. have eye contact. The luck of the draw that yeah. you didn't get killed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. So he yes. misinterprets that and then almost makes a spectacle of it. This right. tragic event, even though it's like that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't what happened, <laughs> really. So yeah. it's kind of like that. It reminded me of that theme of people's misinterpretation of things, like their perception um, can be off. Yeah, yeah, and then they acting accordingly, based mm-hmm. off of their um, minimal, either like I said, their interpretations off or <laughs> minimal understanding of the situation. Right. Um, which you see that in, in Hank's book where, I don't want to say it, towards, towards the middle mm-hmm. part where some stuff happens with the statue and it's like a group kind of, um, 
grows with that. You have some of the people that she becomes like the main character. She becomes like a social media influencer in a way Mm -hmm. where because her video went viral, people seek her, her opinion on things. Okay. And, um, and kind of also the dichotomy of like, she never wanted to be an influencer. That was never her (laughs) her Her goal. Okay. Yeah. But it's like, you are one now and it's like both hating and loving the limelight in terms of like you hate all the attention you never meant to do any of this but then at the same time it's like it is nice to get likes and views and you know that just natural the right. number goes up sort of thing which I think is a lot of people um and then at the same time it's like whatever you say affects stuff even though you're pretty much a normal person despite the fact that you just found a statue in a city <laughs> but your opinion now matters to people but yeah kind of yeah those themes like i said of of it's like you have influence but you never meant to mm-hmm. <laughs> and then people taking your words and pushing it to your their agenda mm. um and you see that in the story where people their feelings of the um of the statue you have some who is like don't care it's just another day some people are freaked out and take this their fear to an extreme. Oh. And then you have some people that follow her almost like a cult-like following. And right. again, it's like never, that was not, you know, the goal, <laughs> you know. Or she's approaching it more like a, um, like a social media influencer. Meanwhile, they see her as this, like, you're the end-all and be-all of... Mm-hmm. <laughs> the expert. subject yeah suddenly yeah. you're an expert yeah suddenly you're the, the well, expert I mean you see that now though in just regular stuff online where somebody will ask mm-hmm. you know an influencer these deep questions where it's like you need to talk to your doctor about that <laughs> versus asking this person whether you can you know lift your leg in this way or if you've got pain in the in in this part of the leg <laughs> should you be doing this and it's like you're asking somebody who's never met you yeah <laughs> right or so. didn't go to medical school <laughs> right or was trained in so the was, body. Is, would you consider this a young adult book yeah um, even though the main character, like I said, she's maybe 30, mm-hmm. 30 years old, between like 30 and 32, something like that. I think she, that was her age, if I remember correctly. Um, so it definitely, uh, I guess millennial age, mm. a current millennials age, Okay, but, um, uh, but still definitely readable by a teenager. Like it's not raunchy. It's not violent. It's not. So that's something that I would be hesitant to show to even middle school. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be hesitant to show it. I don't know if the middle schooler would necessarily understand all of the themes. Right. But I'm sure you have a good discussion. Exactly. <laughs> you could you could uh you could explain so, some of the some of the minute details to someone quite young. But I think I mean I wouldn't I would easily read this to like thirteen year old, like the youngest. Okay. Yeah. With no issues. So is it futuristic or? No, this is our time. Our present our time. time. Yeah. Yeah. And could you That's see why it like developing into like a movie? Would it be good on a, in a movie and that kind of a. I think it'd be good as a movie. Um, I feel like it'd be, if you did make it like a limited series, if you wanted to make a show. Oh. A limited series would be very good writing so it doesn't drag. The book doesn't drag at all, but. I, know, I could see how a show would make it drag. Right. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, good writing. But I feel like a movie would be good. But like I said, it reminds me a little bit of Arrival. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. There's stuff in in it that happens that uh, kind of have a similar thing to Arrival, where it's like as things get revealed more and more, it's like, oh, right. oh, I didn't know that. Because um, you don't know exactly and, what's going on, and and you yeah. slowly get little pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. Because um, at the very beginning of the story, this is like the first page or two so this is not a spoiler but the main character she literally says at the very beginning she's like this is this basically the story of how i died so this is almost like the events that happened oh wow <laughs> leading okay. up to it leading up to all this craziness that happens wow. to her um and i don't want to say what happens at the end and it, and no, no, it's no. like yeah. yeah and then of course the ending is in the second book <laughs> so the full oh, ending so guess, it's in the yes, second yes. book so so because it's you know a duology so yeah don't want to give details beyond that but it's like yeah it's kind of like what happened to her up until that point so <laughs> um, and, you and, have a big mystery subgenre yeah yeah there's definitely a mystery mm-hmm. subgenre in there um and also too i was telling mom where unlike i would say a rival where you have or the other even sci-fi films where uh, when there's an alien thing or even something unknown they get mm-hmm. experts in. Um, this is definitely in this pr- perspective of someone who is not an expert. At, there's a normal person. She's a normal A lay woman. person, like, speak to me. Uh, yeah, a lay person. <laughs> yeah. Don't science speak so, to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, she's not stupid or anything, but it's just, you know, normal college-educated, you know, mm-hmm. Right. person who works in New York in a nine to five. So, so it's definitely like sometimes some of the mystery, I'm like, Ooh, what does that mean? And it's like, she doesn't know either because <laughs> <laughs> she's a normal person. <laughs> like her brain isn't going to go straight to, it must be, you know, X, Y, and Z because that's what a scientist would do. Meanwhile, something like a rival, the whole film is, they're all scientists. So, right. You know, <laughs> Amy Adams, she's, she's, I forgot what, a linguist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then Jeremy Renner's a biologist or whatever, I think, something like that. So right. it's like for, you, it's a room of scientists. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess you had that a little bit with Nope, where, uh, I don't remember the character's name, but Kiki Palmer and... Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel? Yeah, Daniel Kalua. They were normal people. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a, you know, horse rancher, but besides that, for the most part, they're normal. Like, they're... Inter- they're interpretation stuff is normal it's not like they're scientists running around you know? right. um and then within the film at least for that one there's no scientist that pops up everyone is figuring it out as a normal person right mm-hmm. with your with your limited knowledge um the guy from the video store forgot his name but <laughs> the guy from the video <laughs> store he's expert at cameras right that's that yeah. basically it <laughs> some setting up of cameras which is not even like an expert at like these, you know, the very fancy cameras, he's an expert at like home security. video, <laughs> security yeah. and home video. So it's like just normal, normal cameras. So it's like, there's normal people figuring out this mm-hmm. crazy thing. Like you're alone so for it the felt ride, like. right? As yeah, adult, yeah, yeah. You understand more. <laughs> yeah. Or are yeah. confused just yeah. as much as the character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this story had that where it's like, there's pretty much normal people. There's one character that's like a scientist that she becomes friends with. Um, but it's like when when that person's not talking, you're in 
the main character's head, who's a normal person again. <laughs> so that was also an interesting thing, at least for me, because I'm so used to sci-fi where it's like the, yeah, ex- the experts. Like interstellar is yeah. very technical. Yeah, very, oh, very gosh. technical. Yeah. Um, or annihilation, annihilation. And I, they're all, say, yeah, they were all, <laughs> they're all experts or, yeah, yes. at their, yes. in that. their fields. I still yeah. have questions, about <laughs> and I'm like, I, I rewatch it, and I'm like, okay, it becomes clearer that I still don't know <laughs> <laughs> or understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, his books are ten- tend to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, for for Hank, um, like I said, at the at the end, I guess I don't want to spoil anything, but it's definitely like, oh, I gotta read the next book. Like I gotta, I gotta know what happens. That was my next question <laughs> for you. Like, have like, you read the next book? Not yet. Okay. Um, yeah, which I will probably do a, another episode on the full yeah. thing, but I also didn't want to spoil. Right. So it's one of those where it's like, you know, I don't know. Listeners, here's some homework. <laughs> Go read. <laughs> well, how new is the book? Did it just come um, out? It, no, it came out in 2018. Okay. It's relatively I think, new. Yeah, yeah. It's um, pre-pandemic, but not. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. An absolutely remarkable thing came out in 2018. And A Beautiful Foolish Endeavor, which is the second book, came out in 2020. So I do hope he I, writes more. Um, fiction, uh, but I know as well he is a quite he's quite a busy man. He does a lot of projects at the same time. So yeah, very impressed, very impressed with mm-hmm. yeah. And he's still going on with all of his blogging and his all the channels yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. Wow, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Does he give any background stuff about the books and on his channel? So oh yeah, 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 yeah. He folks yeah. could go to the channel and yeah. look up that particular yeah cuz so he would he would know how to tell you what to <laughs> <laughs> what to pay attention to without spoiling it yeah yeah um <laughs> and then they uh him and his brother John um both uh help and lead several charities um one is called a project for awesome which is it's like a charitable movement that they made to help with like different charities and gain kind of attention or awareness to different, um, to the wider audience for some of these charities that Mm. may be smaller. Right. Um, as well as having a, they do have a charity that is for a hospital in Sierra Leone. Make, it's like a women's hospital um, because child morality, mortality rates are quite high. Oh, wow. In that area of the world, in that particular area. And so this hospital is both a training hospital and um, just, you know, the normal, the normal hospital, but is to help with women, um, women's health and uh, OBGYN and um, what's it called? What, what would it be? Childbirth. Child. <laughs> Babies, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> baby doctors, <laughs> pediatricians. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot the word. <laughs> so I'm I don't remember sitting here. Meanwhile, my dad was a pediatrician. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's trying to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need more caffeine, actually. <laughs> yeah, I just could. I was like, my brain was. I was like, I'm trying to remember this, the name of a doctor, but 
Um, but his maternal baby health, birthing thing. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I was like baby doctor. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's a, it's it's a maternal health clinic, basically mm. hospital and also training hospital that they're um, that they have That's helped with. Yeah, building. Which I remember when I first started watching them back in like 2010. They talked about it. So recently. The hospital is now being built because they got all the funding they needed and all the approvals because I'm sure there's a lot of um, – it's a hospital, so I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of approvals that got to happen. But, yeah, so it's being built. And so it's like, hey, it's like a decade of work. Right. But exactly. it's absolutely amazing. That's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. have the vision and the commitment for, you know, you're putting it out there in 2010 that you're building this hospital in Sierra Leone. They're not from Sierra Leone. It's like, right. you know – like to, for them to have that connection to, okay, this is where we, this is where we want to put our energy, and then to be committed for over ten years, and, and I, like I was telling Gabby, I said that country is probably going through various governments, various mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> leadership, and you're hoping that your project is still going to, um, be able to survive the various administrations i was gonna say when it's in a different country like it's just you just don't know right how many layers of that onion you need to be (laughs) to get anything done so to to get to the point where you're building it is is massively Mm -hmm. um impressive yeah so that one's called partners in health um which i'll i'll put the links in the description if you want to donate or check them out um because they're great charities uh but yeah, um, but yeah, I remember I was like, like I said, I absolutely love Hank and John Green. I've watched them for a long time, which is crazy to think because uh, when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, I just started watching them when I was in high school. Yeah, I remember her <laughs> and, talking about Hank and John. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when YouTube was like really, you know, YouTube in 2010 is so different than now. That's yeah. when YouTuber, being a YouTuber wasn't even... A thing, right? Yeah. 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 Nobody had a career as a YouTuber. YouTuber. No. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was rare to, um, to be YouTuber. And then it's like, how do you make money? Because the fact that at that point it was truly, how do you make money off of this? Because I would see people who were like, I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber. And it's like, how? Yeah. (laughs) Who's going to pay your bills? (laughs) 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 Yeah. So it was, um, Like I said, it was definitely one of those where um, I was was like, oh, I really want to talk about um, both John and Hank, but Hank's book in particular. Um, I I have I thought about doing an episode on John Green's books as well, but I I read them (laughs) um, so long ago and already that I'm like, well, people might have already talked about them. <laughs> Not that people haven't talked about Hank, but it's just it's just one of those where like, oh, I wrote those in high school, <laughs> right? Yeah, but I mean, Maybe there's still just like with any uh, famous author or with their famous books or whatever, there's still a bunch of people who've never read them. That's true, um, and never thought about reading them. True, uh, and but doesn't mean that the book can't reach them at. This, this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. 
Um, One thing I will say about the cover is it doesn't really tell me what the book is about. Like, no, it's it's those covers where it's a lot of words, um, but no picture. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, no. oh, let me show you, Julia. <laughs> and so yeah. you look at it and you can't tell oh. if it's if it's what genre it is. Right. Exactly. But it's like the thing to do now. <laughs> is that like a driveway and then a house at the top of the hill or? Oh, no, uh, it's I don't even it, there's a cloud. <laughs> um, that's the statue. Oh, that's the statue. Oh, that's a, yeah. oh, well, it's a freaky statue. <laughs> okay, all right. The statue and his eyes are yellow. The book is the book cover is blue, blue and yellow. Yeah, but it's right. it's a silhouette of the statue and has yellow eyes. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then but all big, I saw were the words. So. Yeah, and then in yes. big let, letters above it or over it is and the title. Remark- remarkable thing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I'll read that. I will yeah. too. Um, Challenge accepted. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. not a sci- science fiction um, yeah. fan yeah. of reading um, reading them, so yeah. I don't like very technical ones. This one, I would say, um, is I would say the lighter side of science fiction. I mean, it's okay, still science, solidly science right, fiction, right. Um, but it's not like Interstellar where. Yeah, they're like doing yeah, hard, headache. hard science, <laughs> hard, and, hard, no. and yeah, very hard science, and it's not like or even um the Martian where that is very, mm-hmm. very, very sciencey. As much as I loved, I did really enjoy the Martian, but yeah, yeah that one is very sciencey, and and com- compared to those, it's not like that. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, it, it's definitely approachable, mm-hmm. um, and. You won't get. It's not like one of those where they're just spitting out terms. Yeah, <laughs> you have right. to find. You have to quickly understand what they're saying to even get the point. Yeah, it's right. not one of those. Okay. I don't so. need Google next to me. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to <laughs> open up Wikipedia to look up. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, but like I said, I I would highly recommend. Um, I will talk about the second book a little later. Um, if anyone wants to read, go ahead and read. Um, but I'm trying, like I said, don't want to spoil because it's definitely some big, some big things happen. And it's like, it, it would, it's not fun if you spoil it. So, right. Right. So lots yeah. of twists and turns. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, just read it, enjoy it. Um, okay. yeah, like I said, I will talk about the second book, uh, in another episode, but okay. cool. Yeah. Read Hank Green. Well, thank you. Thank you. Introducing us to Hank Green. Yes. <laughs> and so, um, for me, the big news is that I read about, which has nothing to do with books. <laughs> I, I read about the freaking cicadas that are coming back. Stop it. I was like, we had them three years ago. Well, there's a different, different set. I know it's a different <laughs> set. Because the ones that we saw were like, what, Horde so, X or something? It was like some... These suckers oh. are coming in the billions, mm. and it's two groups. So the last time they came in this synchronized event was in 1803. By the way, <laughs> my fantasy, my one of my earlier drafts was yeah. using um, the arrival of the cicadas as oh. a as a thing. <laughs> Omen. But then like I felt the like inciting that was so incident, <laughs> right? But I felt like it was such a biblical biblical thing to do that I was like okay I'm not copying the Judeo-Christian thing so of of plagues but um I was I just don't like them so I felt they needed to have a part (laughs) in the story but so these suckers are coming this spring 
And it's two different broods of the cicadas, mm. one that lives on a 13-year cycle and the other one lives on a 17-year cycle. And they're coming out together. Um, this is brood 13 and brood 19, if I know my, um, yeah, my Roman numeral numbers, which I'm like, why are we still doing that? Mm-hmm. Um Thomas Jefferson was the president the last time they came out together. It's that rare. And so there was an author of a book called A Tale of Two Broods. (laughs) (laughs) A book about this year's jewel emergence that was published earlier this month. So if you want to read up on all of that good stuff. But it's going to cross 16 states. Now, they typically surface in the spring. Once the soil reaches a temperature of around 64 degrees Fahrenheit. So I feel like maybe I need to put some ice cubes on my lawn (laughs) and keep them at bay. Um, So they're coming out in the Midwest. The brood, brood 13, is appearing in the Midwest, mostly centered in Illinois, but also stretching into Wisconsin, Ohio, and Iowa. And then brood 19 Cicadas have been spotted over a much larger geographic area that includes Missouri, Illinois, Louisiana, North Carolina, Virginia, and Maryland. Why must they come to Maryland? They could just stay right there in Virginia. Um, And so on and so on and so on. So I know that every freaking time that they come, there's always a bunch of shows about them. Of course, they're educating the different, you know, the upcoming generation about cicadas, that they're not harmful, da-da-da-da-da-da. They're still big and They do eat a lot of um, the leaves. The trees look bad (laughs) by the time they're done with them. But they are not going to hurt you. No. Um, They're like giant flies. They... They're, they do have prickly legs, though, because they yeah. have landed on me. Mm. Um, I would to say, too, we, last time, the last brood, the big one, um, it uh, got all stuck in our air condition. Yeah, we, we had to clean the air condition because then they, no. they, they hooked on there and died. Yeah, they hook on and die, <laughs> oh, and then they get stuck right. in your vents. And so, <laughs> but I do recall that, um, not this last time, well, I don't look at the news, but one of the news way back when they were showing how you can uh, make um, omelets with the with the young ones. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Full I of know. protein. No. I saw that too. No, no, no. Uh-uh. no. Yeah, those people were saying like you could eat them. Yeah, no. and they're like stirring it up. Oh, in the pan. I mean, no. I mean, no. I would say no. the the feral cat that we take care of. I oh. see your sometimes she would chomp. Like I remember <laughs> at one point I watched her and she would catch him and eat him. It's oh, like, gross. stop eating them. But even the birds got tired of them. <laughs> yeah, the birds after a while stopped eating. Just stopped them. eating yeah. them. so there many of them. Many. Like enough. They're yeah. just all over. So, so I am not out. looking forward to this spring now that no. I know that they're coming, and I wish I had some place to go. <laughs> Yeah, well, you can come visit me in Connecticut. But in Connecticut, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll mosey on over here, though. So You're right. It doesn't Eventually. matter where they come out; they'll spread. I was like, oh my gosh! Oh. So yeah, so that that's happening on on that front, and um, <laughs> on a more personal uh, front, where that was kind of personal because I feel like they're attacking me. But on a personal front, I'm working on my. Um, Actually, I ha- I created a list of stories I was going to work on this year. Um, 
not that I don't do this every year <laughs> and just fail to do it, <laughs> but this I'm inclined to stick with it. And so one of the stories that I had published back in 2013, and then I took it down like a couple years later, whatever. Um, it was a carnival story and carnival in the, like the Caribbean carnival. And I had done it with another author where we were going to do different countries. Like each romance was going to be based on with the, with the setting of a carnival from different countries. So Mm -hmm. I did Trinidad and she did, um, I think she did Mardi Gras, um, and with, mm -hmm. okay. And so mine, I interviewed a friend of mine who, Every day, every year, she participated in the carnival in Trinidad, and and she'd get her costumes and everything, and they'd have a whole week of things that they did, and so on. And so I, I literally interviewed and wrote everything that she did down and incorporated it into the story. Um, and it was fun, and, and it was a short short uh novel and i remember people in the reviews i guess who were uh trinidadian or who had gone to a carnival they're like oh this is so realistic and which was which is like yes i got it you know so i was like you know i'll reissue it now i'm reissuing it under my pen name um and and maybe updating a few pieces and of things and then light editing. So we'll see because there, you know, Amazon does recognize, um, at least now, I don't know from 2013 when a book is, has similar language. Like you could get, I could get called out for plagiarizing myself by using oh, a story that name. I've already, uh, right. Um, yeah. And I know if I put copyright with, you know, Michelle Mancou and then um, with the pen name, then I have to show that I'm, you know, Michelle and blah, 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 blah. So I, I, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and put it. I I doubt what happens. Right. And see what happens. I know sometimes you might. And I, this book wasn't that popular in, in, sen- in the sense that somebody is going to say, oh, my gosh, I've read this book, but under somebody else's name. Um, so I am, you know, fixing it up, new cover, all that good stuff. It's been 10 years. Has it been 10 years? Yeah. T- 2013 to 2023. Yeah. So, um, but that's the plan, to put that up. And I don't, I don't have plans to continue with the, with the original idea of carnival in each country. Um, I've, I mean, I've done Caribana in, in, um, Canada, in Toronto, that's in August every year. Um, and I've been to Barbados and Bahamas. Those would be the two countries that I would probably do, but Right now, it's just to fix that one up and put it out there. So it's like a a sexy romp type of story, and my goal is to get it up by next weekend. Awesome. Um, Yeah. And so, yeah. And still working on the fantasy and pushing through. Um, 
it's slow and steady. That's all I can say. <laughs> Still working on it. Um, but yeah, any updates with anybody else? Happy? Uh, <laughs> no. <Yeah>. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm still working on it. I'm still editing mm-hmm. and all that, but I have not uh, gotten back to the story uh, in a few weeks. Mm. I, but I got to really, really get back. Um, it's annoying. Is it the is part where I'm kind of editing? So it's just okay. Annoying, but it's like I'm also adding stuff still um, to it, uh, and. Um, yeah, but it's, my brain is so unfocused. <laughs> it's frustrating, but... Yeah. Yeah. But I will let you know if I have something significant to say. <laughs> but yeah, I don't yeah, have anything. Uh, this was just more about what I was doing. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So. No, I like it. I, mm-hmm. I'm so excited mm-hmm. that it's coming out again. La-la-la. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Gonna so. get it, and you're gonna post you know, <laughs> all availability yeah. on the website, and that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and you were, how you were closing our podcast with. Oh, um, remember that game we played where I did the opposite movie titles? Oh yeah. I was strangely good at that. (laughs) (laughs) So I figured we could do it again. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it again. So explain to folks what. Okay. So just really quickly, I don't have an update. Sorry. I kind of went quiet. Sorry. Go oh. <laughs> um, so this was based off of um, a podcast uh, I sometimes listen to called the Pulp Kitchen Podcast. I did not invent this game. But it's basically I give the um, opposite of a moody, movie title. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a, instead of All Quiet on the Western Front, I would say... Um, all loud on the eastern back, and then oh. they have to guess. <laughs> okay. They have to guess yeah. what I meant. <laughs> Basically, I give you the opposite. They have to guess the real movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or if, for example, T E. Guess E T. What? Yeah, E T. <laughs> yeah, T E. E T. E T is the movie. And what did you say? T E. Okay. <laughs> but something like that. You get it. Like you I said, it. I'm strangely good. <laughs> <laughs> so like I said, these are opposite movie titles. So mm-hmm. I'll give a very, very, very easy one at the beginning. Smart and Smarter. Dumb and Dumber. Yep. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, ugly Men. Beautiful. Beautiful Women. Women. Pretty Women. Pretty women. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> this one should be kind of easy. Green, black, and commoner orange. Green, black. Green, black, and commoner orange. And commoner. 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 <laughs> Think of the color wheel, the opposite of green. Okay, if you remember the color wheel. It's the color wheel. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. I'm like, what? So green. Obviously, you're an artist. <laughs> I think okay. green Wait. is yellow and blue. I don't know. What but the opposite to... of is it purple? No, green. What is it? Green, green, black. green, of... black, and commoner orange. Oh, black, red, red, white, royal blue. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh that was good. I, don't, I still don't know about the. the I went with the, commoner. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Royal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know anything Common about a car- color wheel. Okay, yeah. The opposite. Right, exactly. On, on the color wheel, because I took freaking so many art classes, but from in college. But uh, yeah, the opposite of red is green, and the opposite of blue is orange, which is why I give the opposite uh, colors. How are we supposed to know that? <laughs> <laughs> well, they teach you in, in school. At least they, told, uh, they, they? T- taught me a bunch. I don't, I don't recall any color wheel in my <laughs> 1980s education. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the millennials got the color wheel. <laughs> I know, but we got cursive, so I don't know what to tell you. Right. <laughs> Well, I got cursive too. I got cursive. Oh, you I don't did? use it. Okay. Well, yeah, then. we got cursive. I think Gen Z doesn't have cursive. Yeah, Gen Z does not have cursive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, this one, uh, I guess it might be easy. Give in. Give? Yeah. Give in. Take out? Take out. <laughs> Close. <laughs> t- t- taken. No. <laughs> so this is a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie. Um, give in. Opposite of if you're... Will you give in? G- opposite of give. Give is... Take. If you're not giving it, you're taking it. Another word for take. <laughs> oh. Take. Ca- take. Grab. It's another G word, <laughs> I would oh. say, I guess. Grab. Yeah, grab or Another take word. You're or... so close. You're so close. Grab. <laughs> Another synonym. <laughs> Grift. Uh. Grab. Grant. Get. Get. Get out. Yeah, yeah, you guys got it. Get, Get out. out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. What did you say? Gra- g- Give in. Give in. <laughs> Get out. Give. Get. Give and get. Yeah, they're opposites on okay. according to, to the source dot com. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm not. Okay. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just take the win. I know. <laughs> okay. So this one might be hard. Um, middle of today. <sighs> middle end of, of today. Tomorrow. You're so close. <laughs> end. End of days. End of no. The, something the, tomorrow. Something uh, tomorrow. Yeah. End of tomorrow. Isn't that what it was called with Tom Cruise? Middle. Is it? Well, you got it. I'll just give it. It's Edge of Tomorrow because Edge. Oh, Edge. Edge. Yeah, yeah. edge. edge of tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Edge. Yeah. What, uh, what did you say? Middle of today. <laughs> Middle to Edge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Take the win. <laughs> <laughs> this one, this one might be hard. Departure, arrival, arrival. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was easy. That's yeah. the easiest one. <laughs> Probably, well, I know. <laughs> uh, present boy, past girl, former girl. Another the other meaning for well, here, present, past, present, present, absent, future. You're close. Absent. Um, synonym for absent. <laughs> oh, jeez. Missing, uh, missing. Missing girl. Gone girl. Gone girl. Oh, <laughs> girl. Oh, I have to think movie. Yeah. I got to yes. think movie. Movies, okay. movies. Yeah. Okay. You're, you got this. <laughs> and uh, the final one, 12 fall detour. Opposite of 12? Yeah. Just switch the numbers. Six. Oh, 21. Fall. Jump Street? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're good. <laughs> you're strangely good at this. 
good. You guys did them all. Well, the thing is, when I focus on trying to give the opposite of the words, it doesn't work. When it doesn't I, work. When I <laughs> yeah, yeah. think about the movie and a word from the movie, then my brain yeah. kind of clicks. I feel like it's easy when you pick one word out of the... Yeah. If it's yeah. a longer title. Yeah. Pick yeah. So once, I got, like, to, once I got 21, I was like, yeah. it's, the only thing I know <laughs> yeah. with 21 is jump straight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, well, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, I'll thank you. Yeah, that was fun. I like that. We should do that more often. Yeah. <laughs> so. I figured it, movie titles also, I feel like it's easier because for the most part, most people have seen most of, people, of the big, right. big movies versus books. Yeah. You can get very indie niche in book. Yeah, yeah. And yes. it's tougher with a book. <laughs> and right. That m- might be more difficult. Unless I do classics. Yeah. Like Roman Juliet or something. Unless yeah. I do like very old. Right. <laughs> no. Everyone kind of knows. <laughs> yeah. No. So, <laughs> well, yeah. thank you. All right. Okay. So that's it from us uh, today. And we'll be back with episode 90. We're getting there to a 100. Wow. Yeah. Yay. Well, definitely get to 100 this year, like within 2024. Yeah. 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 yeah we will. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Oh, it's 2024. Yeah. I said 2023 when I was talking earlier. Oh, you did? I forget, yeah. When I was saying that. I had published yeah. in twenty twenty. Well, you, yeah, you said that. I didn't correct you. I just yeah. Said, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. she knows what she my means. Brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <It's like laughs> So, all right. Well, uh, Julia, what do we say? Stay prickly. <laughs> Bye. See Bye. ya.